0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise the Lord. I was just waiting on the Lord for the word for this Sunday. And the Lord kept on giving me one single word over the week. And it started with sowing, cultivating, nurturing, storing up, and finally landed up as treasure. And that's what we're going to focus on today. We are cultivating what we really value and treasure. So we're going to look at where our heart is. So I want you to read with me Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. In the past few weeks, our Lord powerfully ministered to us through a series of word on the provision of a heart of flesh from a heart of stone, the provision of a clean heart The provision of getting over rejection. And today, we're going to focus on a heart that is rightly focused on the right treasure. Simply put, if you want to know where your heart is, you need to tell me where what is that you treasure. Where you treasure, there your heart will be. Treasure, the Greek word is thesaurus. Simply put, it's a treasure chest. It's a storeroom of treasure. It's something very valuable and not something very small box, but it's a room. And Jesus is referring to everything that you and me highly value. And therefore, we like to keep it. Therefore, we like to store it. And therefore, we like to protect it. And therefore, we like to store up. And that's what Jesus is indicating in the scripture. So here is the follow-up question. Where is your treasure? So let me ask you a question. If you were to list down five most important things in your life right now, what would they be? Let me ask a follow-up question. If you were in a foreign country and where a civil war broke out and you need to exit the country in 24 hours, what would be the three possession that you would carry along with you? I know we all have asked such questions in youth meetings. The question like, if your home was on fire, what would you pick up and run? but the intent is to look at what do you treasure in your heart it's a good question to discuss at your home if you're sitting along with your family immediately after the service probably you can ask this question to each other and check what each one really value and treasure if you want to put a comment in this video go ahead and put what you really treasure we'd like to know i don't know what you would add into the list but whatever they are these items are your most valued possessions and that you truly value in life the things you hold dear to you the things you consider very valuable that is connected to your happiness your security your self-worth and maybe for your survival too they are your treasures these treasures determines your passion your priorities That determine how much you would like to invest your time, your money, your attention, your focus on these things. They might end up as your ambitions, your very purpose. They might be very much your devotion of your life. But today, I believe the Lord wants us to direct our attention to what we must really treasure. And that's why I want to read through Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 onwards once again but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth or rust destroys where thieves do not break in or steal for where your treasure is there your heart also let me share an example from the bible a story of a man named Achan it's from Joshua chapter 6 and 7. In verse 18, chapter 6 verse 18, God instructs the children of Israel to attack Jericho, to abstain from any accursed things and to bring all silver, gold and vessels of bronze and iron to be consecrated into the Lord's house, into the treasury of the Lord. Now, as they attack Jericho, one of the men, Achan, disobeys the command of the Lord and keeps for himself a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 pounds. Because of this man's sin, Israel is defeated in the Battle of Ai. And this man is put to death because his heart coveted after the riches instead of honoring God through obedience. Here is a story of a man who was with Joshua. And they just experienced the Jericho wall breaking down. That's such a mighty miracle. That's like an encounter with the Lord. And here is a man amongst them who went into the town of Jericho and picked up things while his heart was in wrong place. While what he treasured was not the ways of God. He treasured his own interest of amassing wealth and maybe a garment which was so beautiful. So his treasure was very different and so was his heart and that's why he ended up being beaten a stone to death. We might be serving God, we might be doing a lot of work, we might be doing a number of things that is, that is appearing good before people. But what really matters is where our heart is inclined to. What's the treasure of our heart? That's why scripture encourages us in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Your heart is like the control center that directs your path. And if your heart is in the right treasure, seeking after the right thing, then the life will move forward very differently. I want to share with you an incident of a court preacher named Francio Fenelon. He was a court preacher of King Louis XIV in France in the 17th century. And one day, one Sunday, when the king and his attendants arrived at the chapel for the regular service, no one else was there but the preacher. So King Louis demanded, what does this mean? There's nobody here. So Fenelon replied, I had published that you would not come to church today. In order that your majesty might see who serves God in truth and who flatters the king. Apparently nobody turned up because the king was, wasn't turning up that day. Maybe some of you are just watching this service because your parents forced you. Because it's a ritual. But it's not because your heart is treasuring God and God's ways. It's not because you're seeking after God. I want you to just think about it. But if you're watching this video and seeking God and you're looking for what has God in store for me today, your heart is in the right place. You're treasuring what God wants you to treasure. I believe God wants to draw our attention to the treasures of our heart to see where our heart is inclined. What are we cultivating and nurturing? So we go back to Matthew chapter 6 and we're going to read through 16 to 24. As we read this, I want you to read aloud with me. And if you're sitting with your family, maybe one of you can read aloud with me. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 24. Verse 16. Whenever you fast, do not put on the gloomy face as the hypocrites do. For they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly I say to you. They have the reward in full. But you when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by men but by the father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will devote it to be one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This passage reveals the self-centered heart treasures two things. One, a false self-image about ourselves. There are people who tend to treasure their self image like the hypocrites that we just read they wanted the opinion of people more important than their heart condition like the pharisees who put on the religious show to be spoken well about themselves apostle paul in second timothy chapter 3 verse 2 to 4 warns us about a day like this days that men would be lovers of self rather than the lovers of God. We have heard about selfie deaths across, but we do not consider the selfies that we are engrossed in our heart that can turn us away from God, self-centeredness of our life. There are certain ways that this manifests. One is being very reputational focused. Pressuring reputation. Well, the thought is it does not matter what is inside, but it appears, if it appears good from outside, and if people speak well from outside, that's all what matters. Bible says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. We do things for the sake of reputation, for the sake of people's opinion. We consider questions like, what do, what do I do so that I will be spoken well about? But I want you to consider, why do you do what you do? What is the motivation behind your action? Are you driven to be seen by others? Or are you worried about your image? Then probably the heart is treasuring something which the Lord does not want you to treasure. We go by popularity, and that's something which is, which is prevalent these times especially using social media and various other mechanisms and they have its right place but i am talking about your condition of your heart are you treasuring popularity are you doing things for popularity maybe the heart is treasuring something which the lord doesn't want you to treasure then there are things about people's opinion and there are people's opinion could be a pressure, a baggage that we carry and burden that we carry. It's impossible to please everybody. I'm sure you would have heard the story of a father and a son that did something to please everybody. As they were leading a donkey along a road, one person criticized them for not riding the donkey. So the father began to ride the donkey. As they went forward, the father rode the donkey. He was criticized for making his son walk. So he got off the donkey and put the son on the donkey, and he continued his journey. As the son rode, he was criticized by others, telling that, how can you make your father walk? And finally, they both got on to the donkey, and they were criticizing, criticized for abusing the donkey, making it carry such a heavy load. Finally, they were confused what to do. The message is clear. We cannot live our life trying to please everybody. That's not what we treasure. That's not the primary focus of our life. That's not what we want to be ambitious about our life. The second thing that we treasure is a false identity. We kind of treasure our false identity through wealth and possession. And that's what we see in this passage as well. So we ask this question regularly about people. How much is he worth? And magazines publish the net worth of people. So many billion and so on and so forth. There is a rank ordering that comes uh, quarter to quarter and, and they think that's what they're worth of. We talk about high net worth individuals. If, if that's the passion, if that's what the person is trusting for, it's in a wrong place because the Bible says the moth The rest and the thief can take it away. It's not permanent. It's not eternal. And the Lord wants us to redirect our treasures, our heart, to what really matters for eternity. Well, some of us carry a false identity because of our passion for intelligence and education. They have its right place too. But when we treasure that as our ultimate aim of our life, it's wrongly placed worldly definition of success you know we have different versions of success people say you know if you have such and such things or if you have so much followers so much likes and so so on so forth there are so many definitions of success that's not how bible defines success as but if you have a false sense of identity we tend to treasure those elements Worldly measure of performance. There are people who would have their treasures aligned to performance. I'm not saying performance is wrong. But if your heart is only focused on performance and pleasing and meeting the worldly standard, it might be wrongly placed. Bible says, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. I can assure you, this false image of self, Or a false identity about yourself can have moth, rust and thieves break in and destroy it. There is no permanence for these things. Let not our heart treasures this thing. And that's what the Lord is indicating in this passage. Well, we all know moth can get into our clothes. They eat and create holes right through them. The moth is a tiny butterfly. We might feel that they are harmless and You know, they appear harmless too, but it can destroy the most expensive, elaborative fabric. Remember Achan who stole the Babylonian garment? He would have gone and stored up in his cupboard. One moth can create so many holes in it. There is another story of um, Jihazi. He was a servant of Elisha. He approached Naman in secret and asked him for a talent, a silver and a festal garment. He did not realize that festal garment, the silver, can be all destroyed by the moth and the thieves and the rest. They are bound to destroy. They, They do not have permanence in it. Talk about rest. Places like, you know, where we are in from Kerala can, we can have a nicest car and, you know, you go through a pothole and some, some mud and some slush over a period of time. You see the car resting and they do, there is no permanence to it. And finally, the thief comes in many sizes and shapes, physical and digital these days. We are trying to protect everything. That could be very temporal on this earth. But what our Lord wants us to see is the treasures that is for heaven which has a permanence in its place. Notice the moth appears unharmful. The rest comes gradually and the thief suddenly and it can destroy many of the treasures that many people are following through. What are your treasures? Let's look at what God wants us to treasure. Bible says, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. Praise God if you are storing up treasures in heaven. The Lord himself guarantees that it is going for eternity. Well, Christ himself demonstrated this for us. When he looked at us, he found us to be his treasures. And we were his treasured possession. Bible says for we are God's holy people set apart by God. And the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people of his treasured possession says the word. He calls us chosen, set apart, holy. And that's how Christ looked at us as his treasure. We are his treasured possession. He takes great delight in us. And that's why he calls us they are mine, says the Lord. The Lord says, you are precious to me. We are his precious, treasured possession. We are his treasure. The chosen race, the royal priesthood, holy nation. A people that he wants to make his own possession. He set us apart. And that's why Bible says, see what kind of love the Father has shown unto us. That we will be called children of God like a father treasures his children God our father through his son Jesus treasured us so much so that he was willing to pay any price to get the treasure back in its place there is a parable that's that's narrated in the Bible where a a person finds treasure in a piece of land he gets so excited that he goes and sells everything And he buys that land because the treasure is in the land. And that's what Christ demonstrated for us. Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. I just focused on the word cling to. Something which is of treasure kind of a nature, we like to cling to that. And that's what Christ did not cling to. The very fact that he was in heaven, he did not cling to that because his treasure were his people on this earth. And he did not cling to that godly place and in heaven. What he did was instead he gave up his divine privileges. He took up the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross Why? Because he wanted to buy the treasure and to make us his own. And that's what is treasure of heaven. He just did not die for us, paid a price and bought the treasure back. But he's gone to prepare a place for us. Bible says in John chapter 14 In my father's house there are many dwelling place. If it were not so I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare the place for you I will come again and receive you to me that where I am there you shall be also. He wanted to dwell with us his treasured possession. Not just for some time but for eternity. And that's The treasures of heaven. He not only calling our our hearts to incline towards the treasures of heaven. He also demonstrated it for us. So what do we do? How do we respond to this? First, repent from seeking earthly treasures. Be it for false image or false identity. I think it's a good place to say, Lord, I'm sorry for seeking after treasures of this world. Replace earthly treasures with heavenly treasures. Earthly treasure will be attacked by the moth, by the rest, or by the thief. But heavenly treasures is got a permanence. It's for eternity. Rearrange our priorities and refocus on heavenly treasure. Today the Lord is nudging your heart and calling us to refocus on treasures of heaven. So how do we store treasures in heaven? One, let's treasure the intimate relationship with God the Father. Why? Because Bible says, love your God with all your heart, mind and soul. Give everything. It's not anything less than 100 person. Our heart to be totally tuned and delighting in God's ways and in God. Our God is a real God. He's a real person. I want you to know he's there right next to you wherever you're watching. As a family, wherever you're watching, he's there amongst you. When two or three gathers, he's promised, I will de- I will be there with you. If you're watching this alone, he's right next to you with his arms around you. He's real God. And this day I want you to encounter this real God. And he wants our heart to be totally focused, delighting. In this Father, in this Son, and in this Holy Spirit. He's a real God. He's a good Father. His loving kindness is forever. And He wants us to experience and encounter this. And that's why Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. He wants to have that personal, intimate relationship and walk with you. So let's treasure this intimacy with the Father. Let that be our priority and our focus. It would go a long way for eternity. We will experience that relationship in our walk with the Lord on this earth and we will continue it in heaven too. Delight yourself in the Lord, says the word. It's not just a matter of being joyful few times or being happy few days. It's about a delight in the treasure of that intimate relationship with the Father. If you're thinking of repurposing your, your focus, reimagining the way your day, your daily routines are, it's a good place to think about what must I do to delight myself in the Lord. And that's something which we must treasure, delighting in the relationship and walk with the Lord. I want to remind you, remember who you are and remember whose you are. Your identity is not from the world. Your identity is what God calls you to be. And you belong to this Lord. So treasure this relationship. Bible says, seek His face. Bible encourages us to seek His face. His face reveals about Him, about His nature. When we have an intimate relationship with somebody, we seek the face We don't just seek their hands, we don't just seek their things from them, but go beyond to seek Him as a person. Delight and treasure this relationship and walk with God. I think the Lord wants us to prioritize this. Bible says in Psalms, Oh God, you are my God, I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in parched and weary land where there is no water. What a metaphor of how we got to search and seek God and seek his face. Let this be a season where in spite of all the situation, whatever be the ups and downs and the world is full of it. But I want to ask you, can we keep our focus on delighting, on on treasuring our walk with God? And that will take us a long way. Treasure in the intimate relationship with Father. Seek Him with all your heart, mind and soul. And the second law says, love your neighbor as yourself. Treasure His people. I want you to look around. And see the people around. I want you to imagine God, the people God brought into your life. They are very precious to God. They are God's treasure. And the Lord is asking us to treasure them. Treasure His children. Treasure His people. When God was reinstating Peter, God said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. He answered, you know I love you, Jesus. Then Jesus told him, shepherd my sheep, immediately got him to refocus on his people. Before Jesus left from this earth, he wanted to get his disciples, have the right focus on the people, because they are God's treasure. I want you to think about people whom God brought you into your life. They're God's treasure. They're not for you to use them. They're not for you to work with them. They are for you to Treasure them, invest into them, do your best for them, encourage them, love them, disciple them, work with them, build them up. And that's why God brought them into your life and treasure this people. They will go a long way with you for eternity. Treasure his word. Thy word have I treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. The Lord wants us to treasure every word that He has spoken. The Word of God has life. It is full of living power. It can pierce through our soul, our bones and marrows. It's like a double-edged sword. And He wants us to treasure His Word. His Word is not just for reading as a ritual, to show it to people. It is His Word is not just to put a checkbox in our daily routine, but His Word is for us to delight in it. His Word is for us to treasure as a possession. I want you to reflect in your life and think about what's the place that the Word takes in your life. What's the priority that the Word takes in your life? What's the kind of energy and focus that you put into the Word? That would reflect how much you treasure the Word. After all the word is the spoken word of the living God and every word that he has spoken is yes and amen and it will come to pass. They are powerful. They are the promises of God and they are the voice of God. They are the rhema. They are the logos of God and I want to treasure them in my heart and the Lord wants to treasure them in our life so that we may not sin against Him, so that we may not go away from Him, so that we may not sidetrack away from Him. His word is a lamb unto my feet. It will keep directing my path. And that's why God says, treasure my word. Treasure the relationship with the Father. Treasure His people and treasure His word. Let this be the reflection of what we treasure in our life. I want you to just think about where your heart is inclined. It's a good time to do a quick assessment by yourself. If you're sitting with a family, talk about this. As a family, what are we treasuring? Are we treasuring things of this world? Or are we treasuring what God wants us to treasure? Things that really matter for eternity. I want you to know he treasures you and for which he paid a price to buy you into his kingdom. And he has plans to take you as a treasured possession for eternity. And I want us to respond to his demonstration by treasuring him, his relationship, by seeking his face, by seeking his word and by delighting in his people. God wants us to refocus, reprioritize our life so that we will have our heart in the right place. Why? Because the moth cannot destroy this. The rust cannot destroy this. The thieves cannot take it off. But it has got a place for eternity. And that's God's plan for you. Treasure what really matters. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wsc.in.